Good evening, my friends. It is round two of draft for upside for the night. Joining me again, Mr. Emmerich, after a wonderful and I might add fantastic esports show we did before this show. It was fantastic. I, of course, Johnny Danger, and with me, Brewery Mark. We are in the cup draft for upside talking about the RBC Heritage and the PGA. But first, we're going to talk about how Mark took all of our money in the Masters tournament last week. Yeah. Yeah, and that was with one of my worst lineups. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't pretty, man. There was six of us. Only three of us got four of six golfers through. It it was gross. And uh Chris would have played, but it wouldn't let him play uh Kevin Na more than one time. So I mean I would have I would have been right there. I mean, I don't know what your top score your score was, Mark, but I would have played Kevin Na just because I had to and my Kevin Na lineup was actually pretty good. Yeah, I did. I did manage overall. I got one six of six lineup through, and um, did pretty good with it. I made uh, about thirty bucks on my total investment for the weekend, and uh, I had uh, three players in the top ten and uh, four players in the top twenty. So, not not a bad mix. Um, but if you don't pick the winner in a tournament like that, you're, you're not winning anything significant. Well, and you know what? My my Kevin Na lineup did have Hideki in it, actually. Oh, it was, nice. It was nice. Uh, Bryson, Spieth, Hideki, Fitzpatrick, Connors, and Na, 482 was the total. 42.50. I really screwed up. I mean, if I had played my weekly uh, Asian uh, tour lineup players, I'd have done all right. <laughs> I just I didn't do it. I didn't yeah, do it. you know what? I was actually thinking about that today. I was like, man, that would have been a week for you to go with your all Asian team. Yeah, I usually do, but I've only been playing one lineup lately, and uh, so I, I haven't been doing any of the mess around lineups. It's some crap, man. I should have done it. So a little disappointed in myself, man. I mean, uh, we'll talk about the model here before, but we were kind of we went over it in our show and, and talked about how we built the model and, and how you know Will Zaratoris popped up number one in my model and I just couldn't play him because I like experience and I ended up, you know, pivoting off of him and going with Cantlay and going with Lee Westwood as my two experienced guys and uh, they both missed the cut. That's some crap. I mean, but what kind of experience are you really looking for? The guy caddied for uh, Happy Gilmore on the tours, you know, not too long ago. <laughs> right? <laughs> totally true. So I, I was just, you know, even though I didn't put him in there. Uh, it was interesting to see the guy that popped up in that model uh, finish, uh, you know, top three is, is pretty cool. You kind of brushed that off. Like, I, I almost don't think you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't. What are you talking about? All right. So if you go, to tw- <laughs> go to Twitter. All right. Go to Adam Sandler's Twitter. Yeah. And, and find, find the tweet. Where... I did see him uh, come out and break out like what the 25th anniversary of Happy Gilmore. He went out and took a took a swing. No, 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 no. Go, no, no, no. Go, go to Adam Sandler's Twitter. Okay, okay um, we're gonna find this. This is great. We're we're, we're hoping the first Adam. Tweet. It's the first tweet. It's right there, dude. We're, we're hoping that we're hoping that Adam White joins us. He's in. He's uh, not responding right now. So we're just gonna he's preparing you know, for the EU Masters. He's playing right. top for for the LFL team, Carmine. <laughs> All right, I'm going to Twitter. I'm going to Adam Sandler. I can't. I can't. Oh yes, that is hilarious. Beer. Yes, I did see that. I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I did see that. That is awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Yes, for people that aren't seeing, because I don't have my screen share on right now, uh, Will Zalatoris looks like a 10-year, you know, 15-year older kid than uh, that Happy Gilmore uses the caddy with the, with the flowing like reddish blonde hair. It's, Big old nose. It was awesome. Is so. Mark drinking another one of those Bud Lights that he was drinking on the Zoom call yesterday? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What's that? Edmund Fitzgerald. Yes. Great Lakes Brink Company. Edmund Fitz Porter. A solid classic beer. Uh, I'm drinking nothing because I ran out of water. <laughs> so I got nothing. Chris, what do you got over there? Anything good? Uh, it's a Basil Hayden's uh, rye. Hell yeah. The green bottle. So the answer is yes. Something very good. Yeah, and I haven't drank in a week and a half. like basil? This is only the second time I've drank in like a month because I had the the alcohol poisoning incident where I didn't really even share everything with you guys, like what happened with that. Like apparently when I left the house. Let it all out. 
Well, I left the house. Uh, I, I took the pictures. I think I sent you guys like the pictures of like the Pappy and the whole collection, right? Yep. So apparently when I left that house, I decided to just go running up a hill. And then like for, for some reason, I just like belly flop face planted into the ground. <laughs> Uh, I then threw up uh, while I was like kind of sleeping all over the bed. And then my wife was trying to wake me up because it was like 1045. We had to check out at 11. And I was like, well, what do you do? Do you work? Do you work for the hotel? Like, it's going to be okay if we're here past 11. Um, yeah. So, and then I went to the bathroom and I was throwing up while I was going to the bathroom. It was, it was, it was bad. We didn't end up leaving until like, 10 hours later and I still screwed up. It was, it was terrible. I mean, like, look, when you're that hungover, it was, it was, it was my friend said, I, I like how you're calling it a hangover when it was alcohol poisoning. It's like, yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like 10 hours later and I still had, it was, it was a trouble. I think I had to drive nine hours, but yeah. <laughs> funny, funny stuff, man. I dig it. Um, I lost my train of thought because that. It's first time drinking whiskey <laughs> since then. So I <laughs> I don't know what we're in for tomorrow. We're uh, right yeah. now. I don't know what we're in for right now, dude. Right? I don't know what's going on. Nobody knows what's happening. It's totally fine. I also is it really? Are you at the golf course? I am, man. Yeah. I mean, I was. Uh, I was. Where? Where are the EU Masters being played? Europe. Yeah, I was in Europe just momentarily ago, and I hopped that concord, and I I got right over to the RBC Heritage. Nice. Flew right over there. It's fast plane. It was awesome. They, they, they took one out of the museum and put you on it, huh? That's right, man. I mean, you could, you too could have uh, the money that uh, I have if you come join us at iLogicMedia.com. We, too, will teach you how to have Concord money. <laughs> 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 True story. True story. Anyways, guys, let's get, let's get moving on. We're at the RBC Heritage. And, uh, Mark, tell us a little bit about this course, and then we'll start looking at the DraftKings pricing and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, so it's Har- Harbor Towns, the course, um, pretty famous course. It's on a it's beautiful, look at it. beautiful course on Myrtle Beach. It's a nice coastal course. You see the lighthouse behind Danger. It's famous for that hole. Um, you know, key things to remember about this course is it's a peat dye design. That means narrow fairways and uh, uh, greens with uh, edges that fall off. They're very hard to stick your shots on. And um, this is one of the shortest courses on tour, um, which negates the long hitters. Um, if you look at the history of the tournament, um, it's mostly ball strikers and uh, iron players who uh, win and make the top 10. Uh, so with that said, the stats I started with were uh, strokes gained approach, and uh, because it's a Pete Dye course with those famous greens that do not hold your ball, I went with our favorite stat, Arr. the ARG stat, which is perfect for the South Carolina coastline. Indeed, around the green. <laughs> around the green. We like yep. it. All right, guys. Well, if you don't know what we're talking about, um, I'll, I'll share a little, little bit here. Um, you can see this. This is um, Fantasy National Golf Club. Um, fantasynational.com someday maybe we'll be paid to say such things someday we keep hoping every week you know we just hope that pat mayo hears us and um will let us uh you know uh, just have a free copy that all the all the winning that we do with their with their stuff so anyways um so you can go through a, a variety of different stats and you can build your own model basically taking your favorite stats that they have to to provide whether it be length off the tee whether it be um, you know, putting on Bermuda, whatever it is, they have a stat for it. You can find it there. It's fantastic. So um, these are the ones we kind of singled out for this week. We've got approach in uh, around the green, kind of heavily weighted. We've got birdies are better in there, uh, ball striking, and we've got greens in regulation. Um, that's kind of what we weighted that on. So once you have figured that out and you click the the load mixed results, then it spits you out a, a, a custom Let's see, I gotta switch this over to why did that go away on me? I guess I just gotta click the button, right? Yeah. Click the button. Click the button. It was all preloaded before. So then it spits out all the guys and, and it starts out as DraftKings salary, but if you click it to my ranking and move them around, it takes you to the ranking that you it spits out for you based on your stats. So the way I built that there, Mark, uh, it came out with Charlie Hoffman and Will Zalataris up top, uh, Paul Casey 
Patrick Cantlay, Matt Wallace, Cameron Smith, Abraham Answer. Um, you know, some some names that we're familiar with. And you can see the top guys still hanging on there with Berger and, and Dustin Johnson, Colin, Cam Smith, Cantlay um, are still up there. But interesting to see names like Matt Wallace, who I was really high on last week, did pretty well. Uh, Charlie Hoffman, I always like. It's sad because he doesn't have the big flowing locks anymore, Chris. Does that, does that like dissuade you from using Charlie Hoffman as much as when you had the giant flowing blonde hair? I have no idea who he is, but he is uh, pretty high in my model and uh, made the cut. I, I, I'll discuss my model. It's a little different than yours. It's a little sure. more simplistic. Yeah, go ahead. Tell us what you did. Uh, I just took everybody that had a 15% or higher chance of making the top 10, and then that's my poll. I like it. Yeah, that's all right, man. I mean, because look, when, when we're talking G, GPPs or we're talking anything, like you, you need multiple people in the top 10. And so you need people that have an ability to get into the top 10. And it's kind of like why I actually really, uh, and we make a lot of jokes about Kevin Na. Uh, well, you guys do. I'm dead fucking serious every time about Kevin Na. <laughs> um, but like, Except when, it, won. like when, okay. when it came to him last week, he had multiple like top 12 finishes. And I think he finished 12th last week again for like the third time. But that puts you at a place where, you know, feasibly his ceiling is in the top 10, maybe even winning. I, I, we didn't think Hideki was going to win. So Kevin Na can win. Um, Kevin Na, Hideki lineup, obviously, like we discussed, is good. So, you know, finding those guys that have good odds of making it into the top 10 is kind of a way to go. Because when you're looking at people that are going to win and you're looking at like 20, 30%, you're not going to be able to fill out your lineup with that. So you definitely have to go down. But if you can get everybody in there and you're playing the odds and you're playing 150 lineups or 300 if you play with your wife, um, look, you're in a good spot, right? <laughs> they took that money away from that guy, didn't they? And that uh, girl. Publi- publicly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. who knows what actually happened. He still plays. All right. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah, well, I mean... Back it up to Hideki winning last week, which I thought was awesome. He's a hell of a guy. He's a tour favorite. People love him. Um, but I guess I got to drop my line. Is every time he's up there high in the in the price range, one of the things I always say is I just don't like playing him because he doesn't win in the big spots and he's he his salary is always up so high. I guess I got to I got to knock that line out of my my lineup. But I mean. When you're looking at guys like Hideki, I mean, what's the what's the actual knock aside from that is that he can't putt. Am I right? Yeah, he's got putting issues. Yeah. Well, but but if the putting is there, he's consistent with his ball striking, and all the other stats are there. Yep. So like the stars align, and and he and that's why I play Hideki a lot because if if he's just on that weekend, he's going to win. And I mean, that's how you need to play GPPs. Yep. It really doesn't matter what sport we're talking about. We're not looking for what's probably going to happen. We're like, well, what if this happens? How does this affect right. the lineup? And so it's like not a situation like I think the Tigers are going to score 10 runs, but, yo, like Jake Odorizzi's garbage, and so are the Tigers, but what if he's more garbage than the Tigers? Right. Like, you know, like <laughs> that, that's, that's the kind of the thought process. Yeah, that and we have. preach that a lot between football season and everything, and, and this is actually very relevant in, in PGA because what's so great about PGA, it's so stat-driven, and you can find guys like that. And that exact same theory helped me win earlier this year when we were talking Colin Morikawa, how he had played so well last year and he hadn't quite got it together this year. And I was on here with Adam and we were talking about how um, – basically his putting was so bad and i and i just looked at him like yeah but like he literally was like top three in every stat for that golf course that you could name the only thing that was wrong was putting and so we basically said if his putter's hot he's got it and then of course he gained like you know of one and a half strokes putting that week out of nowhere and took the whole thing down so yeah we talk about that a lot it's one of our favorite strategies here well and i mean it, it is you're looking at the kind of the range of outcomes and you're certainly if you want a top one percent outcome that like you're looking for people that are in their top one percent you know a guy like kevin na uh, again for just an example this is a guy that dating back to 2011, going from 2011 to 2019, because they didn't play in 2020, has finished ninth, eighth, missed the cut, fourth, 39th, probably wasn't feeling good that day, uh, missed the cut, and then 10th. Like, that's a guy that you want to have in your lineup. 
Like I, I think you start and end your lineup with Kevin. Now I don't even know if you can play him two times, but I would. <laughs> <laughs> I know you would. I know you would. All right. Well, uh, I just got a text from Adam. He said he just forgot. He'll be home in 15 minutes. If we're still on, he'll join us. Even though we're on the same time every week, eight months of the year, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) It's all good. Yes. I'm going to tell him, please join. Hooray. Because we have pressing questions left over from the show we did previous that we have to address. So it's, it's got to be done. <clears throat> All right. So back to that. Back to that. Let's um, let's go back and look at the mixed model here. So, um, you know, you got a guy like Corey Connors. This is kind of one of those perfect things where, uh, Mark, I, I, I didn't share the screen, did I? There we go. Um, so, Mark, we're talking about that, right? And ARG's like one of our favorite things. And you got Colin Morikawa, which we just talked about, who has most of his game in hand. Same with Corey Connors. Uh, the only thing they struggle with is around the green. You said that was super important, right? But there's a couple different things. If you look at the approach game for Marikawa and Connors, maybe yeah. one of the reasons why they're not so good around the green, they don't need to be. Because they're, they're a few of the guys that are just going to stick it where they need to stick it, right? So yeah, like, and that, kind of that, disregard those two. Yeah, I don't think you fully disregard it, but you definitely lower the priority on those players. Right. Um, because their approach is so good, it does negate the around the green a little bit. Um, yeah, Coco's going to win, man. I mean, he's been playing so good and so consistent. Yeah. I just I just love him, and I want to be there for it, because we love him on the show. We talk about him weekly. Yeah, and you can see the stars. I went through and started starring my favorites, and Coco's there, and that's he's he's just played so good this year. Uh, the last two months, he's just been on fire. His ball striking's been at the top, and um, yeah, he's he's due. He's due for a win. Sure, I mean the only one that is anywhere close to lining up as well as him in all the other categories outside of Arc here is is Dustin Johnson, where we find him. You know, I mean he he's way he, down because his uh, well, he's not way down, but his approach hasn't been good. But yeah. You know, Dustin Johnson's got some great stats there. Morikawa's got some lines up there. Um, who spits out at the top of your rankings, Chris, just out of curiosity? Anybody strange that maybe uh, we wouldn't naturally fall across? Um, I, so whatever – I have a recent performance model, so this – I mean, this is probably going to sound normal, but uh, Zalatoris is first, Corey Connors, Patrick, Harris English, answer – Morikawa, Hoffman, Grillo, Harmon. So it's a tweaked version of what you can find over at Fantasy Labs, basically. Yeah, and it's not it's not too far off of what we have here. I mean, I we mean, have a I lot guess, of this, a lot of the same players in the the same top ten. I, I guess the the weird players that are up there above, like guys like Cameron Smith and, and Daniel Berger and Dustin Johnson, would be guys like Streelman is pretty high. He's above Dustin Johnson, so is Chuck. Chris Kirk? I, I don't know. I feel like his name should be Charles, but um, whatever. His name's Chris. Grillo um, <laughs> and Hoffman are, are guys there. But typically, I, I don't always look at that rating. I, you don't, it, So when I try and build it, like obviously we've talked about, you know, the, the big thing for me is trying to find two different things. Uh, you know, the Vegas odds, because I don't think people weight that enough. I think a lot of people weight all these different stats that you're talking about. So I think you can get different, but still have a, a very plus EV lineup by going just Vegas odds and then picking like one stat, for example. And let's say like whether it's driving distance or greens and regulation or, you know, shots gained or, or ARG or I don't know. I don't even know what half of these things mean. Uh, but like if you find some of those stats and you find one and you just find – like, you know, you group those two together and let's just go with those two and let's put the lineups together. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, I think you're right. We don't talk about Vegas odds on the show much because we just don't have a ton of time. There's usually a lot of golfers to go over and, and we like to talk through our model. But but I, I absolutely look at those when it comes down to crunch time and try to find some outliers where Vegas loves a guy that might be in the 7,000 range. Yeah. So always a good spot to look to see where there's some discrepancies. But let's go ahead and talk about this, guys. Um, we got the top function. We like to just kind of go bracket by bracket here. So we're looking at Johnson down through Berger. Um, you know, Colin Morikawa for me is is that guy. I just I really like him. I think his approach game is going to save him from some of the trouble around the green. Um, 
I think Cantlay, I really felt like he was in a great spot for the Masters and he, he missed the cut. So I don't know. Does, does psychology play into this when you bomb so bad in such a major tournament and then come back the next week? I, I it, For me, I, I really like him this week. I, I think he fits the course uh, perfectly. I think he just um, buckled under the pressure that is the Masters and Augusta. And uh, I mean, I mean, Dustin Johnson, number one player in the world, buckled under it too. So um, these are professionals. Um, one week is not a pattern. I, I can see him totally bouncing back and taking this tournament. Chris, what do you like up here in the top end? I mean, Will is probably my favorite top end guy in the, in the next bracket. But if I had to pick someone, it's probably Colin Morikawa for me. Um. Yeah, I mean, the other guy that kind of stands out is, like, Webb. Yeah, Webb played well in the Masters. His form is good. Um, ball strike champion. Very good. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe they did play this in, in, in 2020, and just Kevin Na decided not to go. Does it, is it really, does it really even matter if Kevin Na didn't go? But I think Webb... Um, there he is. Uh, He's here. We, we'll get to him. Don't worry. Well, okay, so Webb finished first last year, 621-20, yep. and then also second back in 2013. Had some rather disappointing performances in between there, but also a, a top five, definitely a GPP play. I'm not sure that, like, you him at his price given the volatility here for a cash play, but, like, uh, as a GPP, a guy that can win, a guy that's got fantastic Vegas odds. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like it. Fair enough. All right, well, let's move down just a little bit. And uh, go to this next group here. We won't go too fast as we're waiting for Adam to join. Yeah, let's, but- just a really quick on the 10K range. Um, Webb Simpson is currently projected as the highest owner owned at uh, 18%. If you look at actual lineup builds on Fantasy National, he's at 27%, which is just crazy. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, the big GPPs, that's a lot. And it looks like... It's slight, but um, Cantley doing so bad at the Masters has depressed his ownership a little bit. So um, you're saving four percentage points with Cantley up there. He's at fourteen percent, you know, versus eighteen percent. What's the lineup generator putting him out there? Only uh, sixteen yeah, compared to twenty-seven for Webb. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it it's not much, but it's a little bit of leverage. Um, if you're if you're playing multiple lineups, I I like playing leverage in a couple of those, to uh, you know just playing the ownership and trying to find those guys that not everybody's playing. Yep. All right, moving on to the nine thousand range here. You know, I the way that I have um, looked at this while we were waiting for Adam pre-show was kind of starting with Will and Pop and Corey Connors in there, and I still like the the build I was able to do under there. So these are kind of my guys in this like high end 8,000 to 9,000 range. Uh, I just love how they work out in the model. I love how they've been playing recently. I, I really feel like Coco's due for a win. I think this could be his week. Yeah. I'm with you on Coco. Um, man, Zalatoris is a tough one for me at 9,700. Um, it's the highest price he's been. I, I, he's coming off of that second place finish at the Masters, and um, so they inflated his price. I don't know, man. I he's a he's a young kid on the tour. Um, he's getting some success, and uh, we could see a hangover here. So um, I'll definitely have him in one of them. I usually play play ten lineups, but I'll probably only have him in one this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna fade him. I think he's gonna be pretty popular. I mean, I get you, absolutely, but I also believe golf is, you know, ride them while they're hot. I mean, if you just look back here at, at this year, starting in January here, tied for 7th, tied for 17th, 55th, 15th, 22nd, 10th, 21st, 2nd. I, I just got to keep oh, I agree. I proves him wrong. I, I love uh, recency in golf. Uh, you get on these hot streaks as a golfer, and you just are unstoppable. I mean, look, it, look at Jordan Spieth. You know, he's um, he's just been rocking it out for three months now. He's and there doesn't seem to be anything stopping him. He just hit a groove. And so, this is ap- this is after five years of nothing. 
So, so how many, and we probably went over this and I was just infatuated with Kevin Na and his price and his stats <laughs> and was looking at it. How many par fives are on this course? Is it, it, I mean, I actually, I don't even care how many there are. Is it more or less than like an average course? Oh, it's a uh, short I, course, but I don't. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's average. Let me look really quick. Well, okay. So if it's average or below average, I think that that's a, a problem for Zalatoris. Three, there's at, three. Okay. So if you look at that, that run of success that you're talking about, um, danger, uh, if we run through that, starting back in January at the Farmers Insurance Open, you know where he's found a lot of the success is in the par fives. Uh, negative ten par fives, negative six, negative three, negative ten, negative six, negative eight, negative ten, negative eight, I, I, something like that. Um, you know that AT AT and T Pebble Beach where he did not perform well was that negative three. Like so, if we just grab another guy up in the top that's had you know a pretty good run of things, Colin Morikawa, for for example, um, under that same run was negative four, negative five, negative five, negative three, negative six, but had some better par three, for example, numbers, and that's the place where Zalatoris has had a lot of problems even during that good stretch. So I, I I don't know. I mean, maybe Adam can shed some light onto this if he ever joins us, but that might be something that you look at is how these guys are performing in relation to that aspect of the course. Sure. Yeah. Now, Coco's my, my horse. I just can't, Zalator, I just can't get off until he shows me that he, he, he until he hits his face on the curb, man. I'm just, uh, I'm on board. That's all I got to say. Where, where are you at, Chris, in this, uh, you know, top end of the 8,000s to uh, 9,000 range? You know, I think answer answer is a guy that might be the answer yeah abe answer i mean he works out well in our models it works out well in your models uh, uh, I, he's a I, guy I that help. handles par threes very well doesn't you know crush him does well in par four is good in par fives just he, he's just he, he's a real mellow i feel like he's a mellow guy he's good looking uh i think he's wearing a great polo in his his photo i love great polos Mark picked him. Mark seems to know what he's talking about when it comes to golf. And, uh, you know, like he beat you last week. So, like, why wouldn't I? Like, <laughs> right? With it, right? He did. He did. But and I this... trumpeted Zalatoris last week, but I didn't put him, you know, I didn't put my money on him. That was the sad part. Yeah. This is actually probably my favorite range. Uh, I can't squeeze all these guys in, but I'm going to have a lot of them. So I'm going to have a lot of Coco. I love Paul Casey. Uh, Fitzpatrick has a great course history here. It fits him like a glove. And uh, I love Answer and Harmon, too. Harmon's another one. Great course history. Uh, fits really well in my model. And uh, we, we just talked about Answer, another accurate player. All right. So we'll put all those guys in there. Yeah, so yeah, you, you can't fit them all, unfortunately. Yeah, sure but we can. We'll find some value down there. Don't worry. We got this, especially when Adam makes it. That's true. It's a true story. Uh, I don't have much more to add there, so let's move on to the next half of that eight thousand into the seven thousand range. Uh, we talked about Charlie Hoffman, number one of my model this week. Um, I, I, I'm not going to fade my model anymore. So that's like a lock for me this week. So I'm going Charlie <laughs> Hoffman. Obviously, Chris is going Kevin Knott. But I don't – I honestly, Chris, I don't know that much about Kevin Na's particular game. Is this a good course for him, bad course for him? Does he do well in the winds? Does he do good in the coast? Yeah. He does well in everything, right? Yeah, look, like Kevin Na's like an everyman. He can't drive at 300, but neither can I, and neither can you, and neither can Mark. Who cares? Maybe if we spent some time at Measured Golf in Ann Arbor, Michigan, with Adam White, who's not here, you plugging his thing. Um, That's right. I mean, unofficial show sponsor, Measure Golf Ann Arbor. If you go down to Measure Golf Ann Arbor and tell them Johnny Dank just sent you and book an evaluation with Adam, Johnny earns a free lesson. Please. Please. I need it. I need it, my friends. I need it. Uh, I did get my brother-in-law down there, and he ended up uh, getting his clubs regripped and ordering a driver and doing a couple lessons. So I think that counts. So we're going to hold Adam to that, and we will videotape the whole lesson and show it on one of these. I apps. just want to—I want to see it in the uh, the, the Facebook um, 
the moments, the thing that's at the top that yeah. does all the time. The story? The story. Yeah, that's what it was. The Facebook story. I love it. I dig it. All right, Mark, what else? Uh, where, where did we leave off? I got confused. Here we are. Kevin Na, he likes Kevin Na. I like Charlie Hoffman. Um, I don't know that any other of these names really popped for me. Let me go back and look at the model while you tell me what you think. Um, I like uh, I see Wu pop for me um, until I looked at his ownership. He's number three in ownership right now, so I'm going to review that later. If he stays super high ownership, I probably won't play him. Um, but out of this range of what you're showing on the screen right now, he's he's my favorite in this range. Um, Hoffman does pop in the model. Um, I just I'm looking now. I just don't think he's playing that well right now. Um, no, I've got another guy right here, and it, I mean, I think you're gonna like him, Mark. I mean, Hoffman was 34th at Corrales, which is a very similar course. Um, he, so he made the cut, but you know, I'm looking at. I need someone that's gonna make top 10 here. So who do you got, Chris? I've got a guy. He's two point two percent to win, sixteen point seven percent to make the top ten. He's not the twenty three point one percent that that Kevin Na is, but uh, <laughs> Matt Kuchar. Cooch. Yeah. I Cooch had a, a, I had Kuchar last week. Uh, Kuchar has a storied history here. Let's go back to two thousand fourteen, where he won here. Uh, fifth and 15th, 9th, 11th, 23rd, 2nd. Uh, last year yeah. was a bad year. Uh, 41st. Like, you know. I, it's form it's actually a form. really, this is a really good co course for Kuchar. I mean, he, he's an accurate player and he's not very long. So it's, it's, a, it's a very good fit for him. As long as he can putt, man, the Masters, he got killed on putting. All right. Well, let's bring in Adam White and ask him if there was a baby at his house right now, would he say "coochie coochie coo"? Uh, there's a three-year-old at the house right now. But I, I don't think you play tickle games with three-year-olds. Just saying. Not typically, no. No. Okay. So, Adam, um, there is a there's a question that we have for you. Yeah, we have a question. We we discussed you at length in our previous show on the uh, esports show. That's oh, beautiful. That's uh, one of my favorite beers of all time right there. Right there is maybe the best standard IPA in the state of Michigan. What is it? 51K. 51K. Black Rocks. Super, super good. Damn good. Super good. So what, what's going on? So, um, uh, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. I just, like, look. You know, there's 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 a guy who plays for Carmine, which is in the NFL, uh, the LFL, uh, which is a French league. And League of Legends. For, league of Legends. He, he, play, he plays the top position. His name's Adam. Like that's his gamer tag, Adam. Mm -hmm. We wanted to know if that's like, would you play the top position? Right. Is, is that is that your spot? I'm typically an on top yeah. guy. Yes. Yeah, you know, as opposed to like so. bottom, like. We thought so. No, we're talking about lanes here too. We're talking lanes. about lanes. 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 League of Legends. In the, the rift. Lane. In the rift. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the rift. All I don't right. know what that means, but I'm typically an on top guy for what that's worth. Yeah, yeah. We liked Adam. We we built a we built a lineup. We put him in our captain slot. All right. Hey, Adam, let's let's rewind a minute since you were here. Uh for the Masters. Um we're just trying to tout how well our model picked out Wills Altaris last week. And um, this week, uh, that same model that Mark started, and I added a few to, just like we did last week, uh, has spit out Charlie Hoffman this week. Yes. Number Charlie. one. Charlie. Charlie Hoffman. Although I feel like since the long hair is gone, his superpowers have dwindled. I don't know. He's been playing some pretty great golf. Nobody can make birdies and bunches like that guy. All right. So uh, our mixed condition model, Adam, um, uh, we ended up using, I lost it. Where did it go? There it is. Uh, we ended up using uh, highly um, uh, favoring approach and arc and ball striking with a little greens and regulations and a little birdies are better. What, what do you think about that? Any any weight on driving accuracy? Uh, no, not necessarily. No. Yeah, we figured the ball striking takes care of it. Yeah. 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 I originally threw uh, uh, fairways gained and I just didn't like the way it turned out. <laughs> You're messing with the model, man. That's all right. 
<laughs> no, I I like um, I like where you're at overall. There's there's just not a lot to love up top. I mean, are you playing DJ at eleven six? He hasn't been playing very well. No, I'll fill you in real quick. So let's. No, we're building. We're building. Uh, we're starting with Kevin Na, and then yep. we're going to uh, Matt Kuchar, and then we're going from there. That's right. So uh, we'll fill you in real quick. Uh, we were kind of liking uh, Simpson and Morikawa up top. Uh, we liked Coco and Casey and uh, Answer in that middle section there. And yep. then you've kind of caught us up here. We're at Kevin Na and Kucher and uh, Hoffman. So that's kind of where we were before you came on. Yeah, I love I love Na and Hoffman. Chris, your boy your boy Na had a great week at the Masters last week. For him to finish top 15, actually, I think he finished tied for 12th, got his exemption in the next year. Which is the third uh, time he's finished tied for 12th, actually. For exactly tied for 12th? Exactly. I don't know if it was tied, but he finished 12th yeah. at least several times in his career. So we what talked about the one thing that you missed was like, you know, you guys have your model. My model's a little bit different. I kind of separate it and eliminate anybody that doesn't have the ability or the biggest odds to finish in the top 10, 15% or higher. So I'm basically looking at and like 14 and a half if I need to, but like 14% or higher top 10 odds. And so like a guy like Kevin Na, I think, especially even at the Masters or this tournament or any place that, you know, he has regularly finished in that spot. He always has that ability to reach the ceiling of getting into the top 10, which is what we're looking for, and maybe even winning. Um, and, and that's why every week's Kevin Na week. Most weeks. Most weeks seem to be Kevin Na weeks these days. Um, well, look, I, I just looked. He's not on Cameo, uh, but I, oh, am, I, I am. I watch weekly for that, dude. Weekly. Trust me. I have it installed <laughs> on my phone, and then once a week, I open that thing up and look at Kevin Na's. I, I am going to try and uh, use uh, some measured golf credentials to try and book him for uh, a corporate event. Well, I wish you luck. We'll see how that works out. Yeah. But uh, work out. Nice. All right, so uh, jump in. We're on the screen here. I don't know if you can see it on your teeny tiny phone. Get a freaking computer. The big phone. Uh, we're at Harris English down to Kevin Kisner. Um, we have said that we like Siwoo Kim, Kevin Na, and Charlie Hoffman. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely with you there. Uh, I like McIntyre. Yeah, Bobby Mack got a great finish at the Masters last week. Um, hey, remember when I said Bobby Mack would come out of that foursome in the match play tournament? You did. He actually played great last week at the Masters, too. Yeah. And, you know, 7,800 for how well he's played in the last month is is really nice. And I think it's just because he's a nobody name still in the general public, you know? Yeah, and there's not enough strokes gained data on him in the States to to support playing him if you're a stat guy. So you can, you can still fly under the radar a little bit. I dig it. All right, let's keep moving. Mark, what do you think of this here? We're down into the uh, the mid-7,000 range. We're going to start with the Fancy Pants Poulter and uh, work our way down to uh, Brennan Todd down there at 73. So go ahead and give us a start here. Who do you like here? Uh, my favorite player is uh, Fancy Pants, Ian Poulter. He's got a great course history here. He does good on coastal courses. Um it, you know, like like we said before, this isn't about distance. It's about accuracy. He fits that model perfectly. I, I, I'm all in on Poulter this week. And going further down, um, I do like Streelman. And that's probably about it in this range. Sebastian Munoz continues to always be like 25th in the model of every model that I build. So he's always kind of an interesting name. He's usually very low priced and and is very consistent at making cuts. So I I, I like him here. Chris, where you got? Uh, my favorite player, what sub eight K? Yeah, seventy six to seventy three, somewhere in that range. Seventy six to seventy three. Uh, That's Chris without Kirk. a screen. Yeah, Chris Kirk is is the the guy that has the best odds here. Um, Chris Kirk and, and Grillo were the two that I talked about. Brendan Todd, Streelman. Uh, below Streelman, I have nothing. So, Kirk, Chris Kirk. Yeah, he's been playing great, and his price has not changed at all. I, I don't understand it. It's like when Ortiz was playing a great stretch of golf earlier in the year, and his price just stayed in the mid-sevens. Like, just play Chris Kirk. Right. In my mind, he's basically a free score. It's a great event for him. It sets up very well. I would yeah. uh, play him all day, every day. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, uh, Tony's show last night was uh, uh, all about Chris Kirk as well. So. As it should be. 
Yeah, yeah. This might be the week he gets his dub. Good. I, I'm calling Coco for the victory this week, by the way. Okay. I don't hate Coco. He played great last week. Holy crap. Yeah. Coco's my guy. He's not 6,900 anymore, that's for sure. Nope, he's not. All right, let's dig just a little bit deeper. I mean, this list goes forever. There seems to be a billion freaking players. Holy cow. It just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. I don't even know what to do here. Holy crap. Uh, how about we do this? Um, Mark, was there anybody sub 7,000 that really popped on your model um, that, that you want to talk about? And then we'll let we'll let uh, Adam pick out a couple of gems, and then we'll, we'll, um, we'll recap and move along with our night. Yeah, so... We talked about Chris Kirk at 7,500. Um, Lucas Glover at 7,100 uh, popped out pretty good on my model. Um, sub 7,000. Um, just for the record, I love just watching Adam when other people are calling out names and watching him either like brighten up or furrow the brow. Yeah. Just to see what he thinks before he even opens his mouth. It's very I just use crowns to win $200,000, guys. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the two the two uh, sub seven thousand players that really popped on my model were uh, Tom Hoagie and Doug Gim. I, I lean towards Gim a, a lot more than Hoagie. Um, yeah, yeah, that's about it. I'm not really happy with the rest of these. You got Lee Westwood. He's coming off. Oh, he's at a three hundred. Forget it. Uh, Tom Lewis. I'm not really happy with that. I'd say Doug Gim is probably the one I'm focusing on below seven. I'm going to be real honest with you. Uh, we shouldn't be playing anybody sub 7,000. Yeah, there's too many good people in that, uh, you know, high 7,000 and, and 8,000. But, you know, if you're going to play stars and scrubs and you want to dig deep, I always like to find a name or two because we do like our tipsy picks, Mr. Chris. Yeah, well, we haven't won a million dollars yet, so like we obviously need to be less tipsy, <laughs> or more yeah. tipsy, or more tipsy. As Mark pointed out, the uh, Millie liners um, for the Masters the last several years featured two guys in the 10K and, and just like irrelevant names at the bottom that made a run. So, yeah, what happened this year? I don't know. I didn't look at the Millie results. I'll tell you that, Chris. You do know who's sitting there at 6,600, right? Is it Jim Furyk? It is Jim. Jimmy Furyk, baby. I'm over him. He's done. He's too old. He's too old. Last year was like, it was it. That was the, the twilight. Go to the Champions Tour. Yeah, what about Chestico, man? Has he got it in him to come back around? I mean, he played so well in in a big streak last year, and he's just kind of just gone. Is it? Is, was he just lucky last year, or is he just uh, in a funk right now? No, I mean most of these players are good enough to kind of find some form for a good stretch. He took he took full advantage of it last year. Didn't get a I don't think he got a victory, but uh no, I'm not I'm definitely not on him. I like Roy Sabatini at sixty eight hundred though. Mm -hmm. He's got three top twenty three finishes the last three years. It's a good course for him. Matthew Neesmith finished thirty third in his first start here last year, sixty nine hundred. Those are the guys I like in the, in the sub-7K range. Other than that, I, I'm with you. I don't think you need to go dumpster diving this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at, at my pool, and it's it's a large enough pool with guys that have top 10 odds that, like, why would I why would I go and look for guys that don't have top 10 odds? I'm with you. I mean, if you think Norlander can bounce back and get, get back to his original form, he just stink. He's not great. Um, he's okay off the tee, great on approach, but – I'm not sure he has the game to do it here in his first start. Chase Seifert's kind of interesting to me. It's 6,700, but there's just not much down here. Well, let's forget about it then. Forget about it. Forget about it. All right, Chris, you haven't been around for a golf show in a while, but this is how we uh, end the show. I put a selection on the screen. And you give me one name. I'll let you start. Uh, Webb Simpson. Adam. I will go Danny Berger. Marcus. Wow. This is a tough this is a tough selection. Um I I think Cantley's gonna bounce back and win this whole thing. I disagree. It's Corey Connors for the win. Corey Connors. Okay. I'll take the lead here, and uh, I am, uh, you know what? This is somebody we didn't even talk about. I like Mr. Uh, Harmon. Mr. Harmon's my guy in this 8,000 range. Adam. 
You stole my guy. We didn't uh, even talk him. about him. Tell us, tell us why, because we didn't even talk about him. I'll Go do ahead. it, but I'll do it. I him. brought him up. Did you? Yeah, Harvard's, Harvard's been playing a great stretch of golf here. I mean, t- for him to contend at the Masters through two, three rounds is pretty damn impressive. So um, I definitely like the course fit here for him. 14 out of 15 cuts is real strong. Harmon's a good play, but I'm going to switch it up and go Kevin Na before Chris does. Oh, cut him right. Cut him in the heart. It's okay. You can use the same guy. Yeah, yeah. you can use All the same right. guy. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Just the only thing. I just I am. Did you skip some players? Yeah, I am, I, I am beside myself right now because, first of all, that just happened. You stole Kevin now. You come in here an hour late to your own show. <laughs> um, and I I know that Steven Strasburg's fastball has lost like five miles per hour. I wanted to stack the Cardinals. I didn't play. They scored 14 runs, 14 runs, and it's the sixth inning. You stole Kevin Na from me, like you, like unbelievable. I'm going with. Did, did you just move it? Oh, oh Matt Kuchar, Matt Kuchar, that's the one. That yeah, Mr. Kuchar. I, I just can't <laughs> believe it. Like, I, of course, I don't play MLB today. I lose five thousand dollars last week. But oh. I, you know, here. Click a bad button. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Click a bad button. Give me a minute. Har- Harmon was my favorite in that range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Harmon. Harmon's nice. Thank you, sir. All right, skipping down, skipping down. All right, we're now at uh, Bobby McIntyre. Uh, Chris, uh, why don't you go first again? It's Kirk. Chris, Kirk, I like it. Mark. Uh, man, I'm going to go with Ian Poulter. I take it. I take it. Adam. Charlie. Charlie Hoffman, same with me. Same with me. Charlie Hoffman. I'm going Charlie Hoffman as well. All right. Moving down, we'll go from uh, yeah, that, uh, right about there. Mark, what do you got? Uh, no one. Uh, you can say no one. Totally fine. Uh, put a, uh, I would take Streelman of what you're showing on the screen. I agree with Streelman. Chris? Grillo. Adam? Brendan Todd. Mr. Todd. Get back on the Todd train. All right. And if you had to dumpster dive one player under 7K, Chris. Tipsy pick. If you had to do it. I don't have to. If you, you had to I'd... do it. No, you told me I don't have to. No, you have to. Don't have to. You have to. Uh, Change my mind. One player under 7K. Uh, one player under 7K. Go down a little more. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Norlander. Hendrick Norlander. You know, I love that guy. I really do. I really do. Adam, one player under 7K. I'll go Sabatini, 68. Mark? Uh, Doug Gim. Doug Gim. I like it. Um, I, don't, dude, I don't like any of these guys. I'm with y'all. Um, you know, I don't like any of them either, but yeah. you asked. I know, I did ask. Uh, I'm going to go Naismith because he's a guy that can uh, score in spurts, and maybe this is his spurt. I like it. All right, Adam, you joined us late, my friend. So um, anything you'd like to add that you haven't got to uh, chit-chat about? And uh, now I can't see the top of your head, just for the record. No, just oh, uh, sorry, I'm too close. Just uh, phenomenal Masters performance by Hideki Saturday and on. Amazing. Yeah, we were talking about that, how every time we talk about Hideki up in like the top five of salaries, how I always say, yeah, I can't do it because his putter's so bad and he never wins. Well, there he goes. Well, he won when it counted most, so he yes, set us he, all up. I, the, the one week I don't play the all-Asian lineup. That It would have done all right. You start with Hideki and nah, you're doing pretty well. That's right. All right. Yeah, we discussed whether or not you could play Kevin Nott two times. Yeah. <laughs> in the same lineup? Well, you start and end with no, right? So, sure, just book on them. Very funny. Well, I'm gonna have to throw a quarter lineup in and uh, keep that streak alive. So, although I might have missed it last week, but um, anything else, buddy? How's how's work? How's the weather down there, at Colonial? Oh man, it's beautiful. Look at that, dude. The guy was just in Europe, like not even an hour ago. Dude, yeah, I was in Europe, sitting on the uh, you know League of Legends Battle Arena set. It was amazing. It's amazing. That's awesome. 
And get around, bro. Well, no, I uh, apologize for being fashionably late, but uh, hopefully we still brought the heat and got some good picks in. I think um, we did. I usually do well at this event. Cantley's had some good finishes here in the past, but he's he's dead to me. I told you last week he's dead yeah. to me. Dead to me. <laughs> I like it. He single-handedly burned all of my lineups last week. Yeah. Hey, I really liked putting that uh, that uh, pick article together last week. Something you want to continue to do? Let's do it. All right. Let's yeah. do it. Send the spreadsheet. We'll get it in. I'll dig it. All right. If you go to ilogicmedia.com and you check out Dress for Upside's podcast page there, you will find not only Chris and I's video from the uh, EU Masters LOL just posted there with some uh, handy, handy, dandy stats that uh, Chris put up that you can click on and take a look at. Um, but you will find this video. You will find um, tomorrow at some point we will post um, all of the uh, picks in the probably mid to late afternoon for Thursday's uh, tee off for RBC Heritage and a plethora of other wonderful, wonderful shows at ilogicmedia.com. Parting words, anyone? Good night now. <laughs> Good night now. Good night now. <laughs> Good night now. All right, everybody. It's been a blast. Uh, don't forget to go back to iLogic. Watch Tony's uh, DFS with Tony for a single entry lineup build that he did last night. You can find that on the site as well. And uh, we will catch you all next week, 9.30 p.m. every Tuesday, eight months of the year. Right, Adam? <laughs> yeah. Same time. <laughs> same, same time. Listen. Correct. Same place. Correct. Love it. Y'all have a good night. <laughs>